Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. How many of you think that every time you read a quote in the news that it is what the person said? I was raised believing that. I thought that that was a bit of ethics. I thought that was the way it was. And then I ended up doing my first interview for a news outlet. I read it the following day, and I remember just about falling out of my chair because I was quoted saying that the organization that I was working for was no way associated and used a word that I never used before. I had to look it up. But there was quote saying, Kurt Kinnear said, this organization is in no way associated with um, this other organization. The irony on that was I knew that my paycheck said the other organization that was not, a, I, I was just quoted saying it was not associated with. I also know I never said that, ever. I've been quoted saying that uh, I got quoted, uh, I was asked about garbage on the on the river because we rented out a lot of rafts and, and they were asking me about the garbage and, and I said, you know, it's not... Uh, there's if if the rafters were the only ones creating all the garbage on the river, then there would be piles of garbage on the islands because when you're rafting, you want to stop on the islands more than on the side because you can't get to those islands otherwise. I said something kind of along that essence. I got a quote saying that the rafters have no contributions to the garbage on the side of the river. That is not what I said. It's not even close to what I said. The the sad thing is I got quoted once very correctly by a reporter for a small newspaper. And that reporter didn't last long. But she got the exact essence of what I was saying and what I was talking about and wrote a great story on it. And I thanked her for it because I'd done so many interviews that hadn't gone right. Probably part of my issue personally, to take some responsibility here is I often try and give uh, explanation that's that's a little bigger than I should. Um, when I was taught how to work with the media, I was taught to give three lines. You, you come up with your three lines and you stick to those, which is great. And it works. And I was taught by somebody who's been working in media. He's a media legend in our area. He was so supportive. And if you heard my earlier podcast, I talked about this intramural thing. He was the only one stopping me from making a decision I was getting forced to make. He was the only one in my corner. And had he have not been in my corner, I would have had to do what I was being told to do. But he had my back until I figured it out. So he's a really good person. But after my first interview, when I basically fell out of the chair, I was able to talk to an older, more experienced person in leadership. At this point, I was only 26. I'd only done a handful of interviews that year. But I was able to talk to somebody who had been doing this for like 30 years. And I said, I just got quoted saying this. And I said, have you ever done that? And he said, out of, I was like, how many interviews have you done? He's like, oh, around 80. 
how many times have you been misquoted or, or the intention of what you were saying wasn't used properly? And he's like, you know, probably in the seventies, I couldn't believe it. I was like, so for all of those, he's like, but it doesn't matter. I was like, well, why doesn't it matter? I was, I was so frustrated. I was like, it was kind of one of my, it was, it was one of my pillars that I believed and it just got shattered. He said, it doesn't matter. I was like, why? He's like, I got quoted saying something that was terrible for this organization. And our, and our revenues went up. People loved it. They all showed up. He said, I've also been quoted correctly and had no impact. <laughs> and I, I was just, I remember just scratching my head thinking like, what on earth is this? So if you are doing interviews, I've learned a few things and I I just kind of want to share these with you. Number one is if it is an interview that has high risk. So when I was the director of the outdoor center, people die in the outdoors. It's people die in their cars more than in the outdoors, but people are used to people getting in car accidents. But when somebody dies on a raft or if somebody dies in an avalanche, they'll reach media reaches out to an expert. And we were often that expert. So when our avalanche guide wasn't available, I often had to speak, or if it was on a different topic, I would have to speak. If somebody drowned in the, in the river, they were drinking, they were drunk, they were wearing a uh, no life jacket and they drowned in the river and, and there's calls to shut down the river. So they're doing an interview with me and, and you can't go and say, well, they're, they're drunk and they, they didn't wear a life jacket. Because, you know, if they were drunk and they didn't have a seatbelt and they hit a light post, people would be like, well, duh. But if you drown in the river, it's the river's fault. That is the outdoor industry. Youth is very similar to that. So if you work in those industries, you have to be real careful around those topics. I'm being a lot more candid than I can in those interviews. Um, thank, uh, so we went... Uh, what what I've learned to do is kind of decipher what is the what is the goal of this interview. Uh, and the best way to do it is kind of have an off the cuff, real chill, play a little play a little dumb, but have a real chill conversation with the interviewer about you know the story and where they're going. Like, don't ask them where they're going with it, but just try and get a an essence of it. And you can quickly pick up whether it's a serious issue or whether they're just trying to get a story. Because the difference between those two is critical. If they're asking about someone who died, um, I can't get into specifics. Uh, I used one that happened more than once. But if, if they're talking about somebody who died, you have to be super respectful of the people who were in, in that community. So that is an interview where you stick to your three points. You come up with them and you hold to them. You don't let them deviate you into any opinions. And in leadership, it doesn't matter what your personal opinion is. It never really matters. You have to represent the organization because when they're interviewing you, they're interviewing you as the leader of that organization. So if you kind of have an informal chat, you can kind of realize which which direction. Are they just kind of hunting for a story or is this a serious story? That also can sometimes determine the level of journalism instead of reporting that's being done on this. Like, have they been working on this story for a week or or did it just happen and they're just getting some thoughts? All of that context helps you determine what you're going to answer and how you're going to answer it. 
So for the stories where there's a fatality, uh, like I use the outdoors because it happens and they reach out to you and you're a leader in that industry. When there's a fatality in the outdoors, you stick to your three points and you never talk specifically about the this, that specific situation. So for example, the person was drunk uh, and uh, didn't wear a life jacket and fell out of a raft and drowned, actually went over a bad spot and drowned. Uh, you would just say somewhere along the lines of uh, the law requires you to wear a life jacket when you're on in, in these situations and you should never, uh, you should, uh, maybe you won't even breach the drinking part, but you'll just talk about life jackets and, and safety. So then you just put the safety hat on, but you never dive into that specific situation. Probably the only time you would get over or carry over that line is if something happened within your organization. At that point, you might need to address a little bit more specifically. And then, you know, you always have to say, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that this happened to these individuals or some form of uh, support for the people who were hurt in the middle of this process. You have to do something that shows that you care. So that's where you have your three points. You stick to them. Usually I have one about safety, one about the industry in general. Like if you're trying to protect something that's going to get shut down because something happened, then you've got to have one about the stats that it is safe. And uh, without saying that this person wasn't being safe, you just say it what it is safe and here's the stats. And then something, you know, to show that you care for individuals. So that's my kind of go-to three for those types of interviews. Then the other interviews that I find are a little more relaxed is when they're just hunting for a story and they just want something. Those ones I have given up on being quoted correctly. So those ones, I let it go a little bit more because I now know that a good story will have to get more people in. So as long as I don't say something ridiculous, I stick to my three themes, but I'll, I'll elaborate a bit more if needed. I'm hoping that by hearing this, you're not going to take it personal if you get misquoted and you're not going to worry too much about what's being said out there in certain ways. Just keep making sure that you're a producer of this information. Um, and, uh, maybe you can just avoid being too much of a consumer of some of the information out there that's being put out there, especially right now. But, uh, for, for leadership in a leadership role, remember, it's not you, it's the organization. Make sure to determine whether this is a high risk interview or a low risk, and don't be offended if you get misquoted, especially once you realize that they're out there trying to get a story that sells trying to get people to read their magazines. So don't let it bother you. And remember that if it's an entertaining story and it's well-written, people will show up at your organization. So don't let it bother you too much. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.